Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about neurofibromatosis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash neurofibromatosis or in the neurology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Neurofibromatosis is a genetic condition that causes nerve tumours called neuromas to develop throughout the nervous system. These tumours are benign, however they do cause neurological and structural problems. There are two types of neurofibromatosis and each type has different features. Neurofibromatosis type 1 is more common than type 2. The majority of this section focuses on type 1. Next, let's talk about the genetics and particularly the neurofibromatosis 1 gene or the NF1 gene. And this gene is found on chromosome 17 and codes for a protein called neurofibromin, which is a tumor suppressor protein, which means that when you have a genetic mutation in this gene, the person is less able to produce the protein called neurofibromin and so that tumor suppressor protein is not working, allowing these tumors or neuromas to develop. Inheritance of mutations in this gene is autosomal dominant, which means you only need one abnormal copy of the gene to have the condition. Let's talk about the criteria for neurofibromatosis type 1. And there's clear diagnostic criteria based on the classic features of the condition. There needs to be at least two of the seven features to indicate a diagnosis of neurofibromatosis. And you can remember these features using the mnemonic CRABBING, C-R-A-B-B-I-N-G. So C stands for cafe au lait spots, and there should be at least six or more cafe au lait spots measuring at least five millimeters in children or at least 15 millimeters in adults. R stands for a relative with neurofibromatosis type 1. A stands for auxiliary or inguinal freckling. And this is simply freckles in the armpits or in the groin. The two Bs stand for bone dysplasia, such as bowing of a long bone or something called sphenoid wing dysplasia. And this is an abnormality of the bone that's just below and behind the eyes. I stands for iris hamatomas, which are also called Lisch nodules. And if there's two or more, this is significant. And these are basically yellow brown spots on the iris in the eyes. The N stands for neurofibromas. There needs to be two or more for it to be significant. Or one plexiform neurofibroma, which is a more complex type of neurofibroma. And finally, the G stands for glioma of the optic nerve. And this is a type of tumour affecting the optic nerve. So what investigations can you do if you suspect neurofibromatosis? Well, the diagnosis, like we said, is based on the clinical criteria and there are no investigations that are required to make a definitive diagnosis. Genetic testing can be used where there's doubt about the condition to actually look for the specific gene. X-rays can be used to investigate bone pain and any bone lesions or bone changes. Imaging with a CT or MRI scan can be used to investigate lesions of the brain, the spinal cord and elsewhere in the body. So let's talk about the management. Well there's no definitive treatment for the underlying disease process in the same way that there's no definitive treatment for many genetic conditions. There's also no way to prevent the development of neurofibromas 
or to prevent any of the complications. The management is to control the symptoms, monitor the disease and treat any complications as they occur. There's a long list of complications that can happen in neurofibromatosis. These include migraines, epilepsy, renal artery stenosis causing hypertension, learning and behavioural problems, scoliosis of the spine, vision loss secondary to the optic nerve gliomas, malignant peripheral nerve sheath tumours, gastrointestinal stromal tumour, which is also called GIST, which is a type of sarcoma that affects the gastrointestinal tract, brain tumours, spinal cord tumours with associated neurology, such as paraplegia. There's an increased risk of cancer, particularly things like breast cancer and leukaemia. Finally, let's talk about neurofibromatosis type 2. And the neurofibromatosis type 2 gene is found on chromosome 22. It codes for a protein called Merlin, which is also a tumour suppressor protein. And it's particularly important in Schwann cells. Mutations in this gene lead to the development of Schwannomas, which is a benign nerve sheath tumour of the Schwann cells. And the inheritance of this is also autosomal dominant. Neurofibromatosis type 2 is most associated with acoustic neuromas and these are tumours of the auditory nerve innervating the inner ear. Symptoms of an acoustic neuroma are hearing loss, tinnitus and balance problems, particularly vertigo. Schwannomas can develop in the brain and the spinal cord with symptoms based on the location of the lesion and surgery is used to resect the tumours although there is a risk of permanent nerve damage. So finally, a quick Tom tip for you. Bilateral acoustic neuromas almost certainly indicate neurofibromatosis type 2. And this is a popular association that is commonly tested in exams, so it's worth remembering. So if you see a patient in your exams with bilateral acoustic neuromas, think about neurofibromatosis type 2. So thanks for listening to this episode on neurofibromatosis. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found it helpful and you want written notes on this topic, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. It's got detailed and concise notes on 10 specialties in medicine and is designed specifically to contain the key facts and guidelines you need for your medical exams. There's also a paediatrics book which has recently been released and that is very similar to the medicine book and contains the key facts and guidelines you need for your paediatrics exams. If you don't fancy picking up a copy of the book, don't worry, everything's completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com where you can also find videos, illustrations, questions and a blog. And I hope you tune in for the next episode which will be on tuberous sclerosis.